This is the Living Room Chronicles Podcast. This is the Living Room Chronicles Podcast. All right, cool. So the weekend roundup is what we're going to start with. Um, I had the rare opportunity because Kate was out of town to go hang out with the bibs. Both our girls were out of town. So yeah. uh, we went to a little tribe game, which was cool. Dude, and I got way drunker than I expected to. Yeah, <laughs> what happened night. to you, dude? I didn't know what if it was like you hit the weed pen so, too many no, times or something. Uh, I think that I, I ate... I had Friday off all day, so yeah. like I woke up, made myself a nice big breakfast, got my hairs cut, mm-hmm. uh, just hung out, watched TV, and then like I ate at like three thirty. Haircut n- looks nice, by the way. Thank you. Uh, my boys at Heirloom Barber Shop in Lakewood do a good job. Nah, fuck Shameless that. plug. <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, I guess I probably just didn't eat. I think I guess I didn't eat late enough than mm-hmm. I thought I did, and. The claws caught up to me. Yeah. How many did you put down at the stadium? Dude, well, okay. So before we were at Par- the Thirsty Parrot, oh, and yeah. I had I had two there. Uh-huh. Then we went to Clevelander, and what? We had like three there? Two or yeah, three we more had three there. there. We drank a lot. Like, yeah, our then I went inside like, the. don't know how to like socialize unless they're buying you a drink. Yeah, and then I went inside the stadium, hmm. and somebody bought me one there, and I bought. At least two of them, so, yeah. Mm. And just the you Cleveland boys drink a little bit more than I do, and I need to realize that sometimes, but... I don't really remember our Uber ride back. Where did we even get an Uber from? From the stadium? Yeah. Did we get one right outside the stadium? No, we went out after, too. We didn't go straight to an Uber. We went to a bar. Where did we go after? I don't remember that either, really. (laughs) (laughs) I don't remember how we got home. I don't remember that. Yeah. (laughs) Damn. I just remember being. I didn't realize I didn't remember. I remember being. I remember getting out of the Uber. No, because me and you. Yeah, Uber it was just together. me and you. Yeah, I remember getting out, getting yeah, inside, and I ordered you fucking actually, pizza. You actually took control, so whatever in your drunk brain is the place that you would go to get an Uber after the Tribe game yeah. is exactly where you went. Because we left the game early, bro. We yeah, left the game early. was not over. Yeah, we, did not, we left the game early. We bailed on everybody. But you kind of weren't feeling the crowd. It was that... Spencer, you know that like in between oh my crowd God, where yeah. like no, well we saw the uh, girls the girls may be twenty five but they to in no my, in the my, one girl that I was that was talking to me in junior we we're like how old are you she's like I'm about to be twenty and I'm like oh, get me oh the God. fuck out of here yeah it was not Bibbin's scene and he was letting it be known that it was not his scene you I mean know I was Bibb- not being a dick I no, was talking to people a, you I just being a dick you just, I could I looked at you. And I was like, Bibbins ready to go. Well, we so also like, got oh, there late too, and like we were just going to standing room, so it's not like we had a great view of the field. Yeah, we had so, to like wrestle for our yeah. view anyway. So I, I, that's what I said about Indians games. Like, probably anymore, why I got drunk. Any more Indians games? Like they should make the whole fucking stadium just a standing room only like bar scene that no, you can go cause to. because because people are still gonna pay top dollar to sit right behind home plate. Like who, that. um, whose idea? Like Thirty more thousand seats. Yeah, true. Whose idea was it to take a picture of a slider? A group Who took picture. A picture of a slider. 
You guys did. We did. What? I didn't know Slider was behind us, but we did take a group picture. Where's this yeah. picture at? It was. Um, I saw it the next morning yeah. on like someone's story or something. I think J Will. Think J Will. Yeah. Story. You but remember when we text. lined up for real pictures? Quick, I like, text uh, no. Real quick, call back to what you said when you got your hair cut on Friday. Uh-huh. Yeah. The two greatest feelings, I think, personally to me ever, like like euphorically feeling right after it, chiropractor and haircut. There's nothing that can beat putting music on in your car and having a good haircut. Yep. Like, if I don't know what it is. and my hair looked good after, it's like, I'm like, dude, what up? Yeah, like I got my hair, I got my ears lowered today. I just got like a little trim, and like just walking out, I was like, I, wow, like I feel like it just, I feel amazing. And like the last time I felt like that was when I walked out of my chiropractor and I got like my neck adjusted. I was like, I feel like a fucking million dollars. Like it was awesome. That's why they say chiropractic stuff is addicting because they like. The, whatever they do to you releases endorphins in your yeah. body and it just makes you feel really good so it's it's just like looking at our phones why we like looking at our phones so much because there's shit that we the color spectrum on your phone is not visible in nature so they say if you put if you put your phone i've never tested this theory but if you put your phone to black and white you actually will stop looking at it as much because what attracts us and what attracts babies to the phone is that the colors that it provides aren't visible on our color spectrum without the electronics. Yeah, and certain colors tie to certain emotions, and that's why certain Yeah. Marketing 101 in college. Don't even go to college. That's all we took from it right there. <laughs> hey, by the way, I ain't going to blow it on the air, but your fucking destination is about to be dope. It's going to be a good time. <laughs> oh, my. You guys found out where my yeah, bachelor party is? Yeah. yeah. Spoiler for anybody out there. I have no idea where I'm going. So, and I don't want to know. It's a cool un- idea. I don't want to know until I get there. So, that's a pretty cool idea because it takes you out of the stress of planning it. Honestly, well, I mean, showing, not, the groom's not the supposed ride. to fucking plan it. He'll can probably, we, can is we give he still you... going to come to you for like other ideas or is he just leaving the destination out or is he taking care of the whole thing and jay was like meant to be a party planner so i'm pretty sure the whole thing but yeah i don't know i mean uh, i'm open to ideas the discussing we can't take it any further we'll give away some shit no no i'm just saying if plane if plane travel is necessary to reach said destination can we give you psilocybin to give you a complete disorientation of not knowing where exactly can the I fuck give you you're mushrooms, going dude. no dude yeah, no. that's where i was getting at basically already, yeah. we've already fucking discussed like i'm just gonna i'll go up to the gate with joe he'll have my boarding pass give him my id well, you'll be drunk already uh, at the airport before like going through tsa and shit like that like it's the best time to drink I mean, well, yeah, like you're after, not gonna be hammered. No, but you might have a few drinks. In yeah, you. nothing yeah, says no, degenerate but I mean, uh, like a nice I told cold. Them, actually, TSA, you're not gonna be drunk. I'll download a few podcasts and put my headphones on and wear a hat low, and yeah, you guys can just fucking guide me around the airport. Nothing says degenerate like a cold. Can one I buy you a flight. walking stick? No, I don't want to fucking. Walk <laughs> I'm gonna buy him block out sunglasses and a walking stick. Well, you're going to. Uh, oh wait, no. Carly will probably go into Oct- or um, Colorado before then. I'm like, just get a bunch of edibles. Dude, I'm jealous as hell. Fucking Kate is going to Paris. Oh, that's awesome. What? Yeah, so some rich lady is paying her to design her house that she bought in 
in Paris. That's sick. Really? Mm-hmm. Knock That's on wood. Dope. Don't let some Liam Neeson shit happen. That's what I said. I need uh, the address and the place you're staying so I can come. You got to pra- practice that I line. I got a certain when set is of she skills. Um, like November-ish. That's awesome. Yeah, the that's lady, fun. the lady's like literally her pay is the the trip. So yeah, well, I mean that's all expenses taken care yeah, of. Yeah, what more can you fucking ask for? Yeah, like, I told yeah, her. Be cool. I, when she first asked me about that, I was like, dude, if you pass that up, I'll fucking make fun of you for the rest of your life. Yeah, because it's yeah. not like Kate's gonna be working twenty four hours a day. Like yeah. So how? Speaking of your girlfriend, how was? Uh, didn't you go visit her this weekend? Yeah, it was fun. It was yeah. fun. Only a quick trip down there. I yeah. only had two days off. Sunday, Monday. Left after work on Saturday, so got down there. Did you guys do anything cool, or did you just chill? Just go to, there's a bunch of breweries and wineries down there. So we went to a brewery with um, with my buddy Jared on for, on Saturday. And then Sunday, woke up and watched the Chelsea game at 12 or 11, and then just kicked it with Megan all day. And then we watched, we went to B-dubs to watch the Browns, and uh, I had to leave. I was just, I was getting a lot of looks because I was just, I'm that, I'm that guy. I, I don't care where I'm at. If the Browns are on, I'll lose my shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like I did it when we were, did it when we were one and fifteen, when we were zero and sixteen, when we made the playoffs. The one, yeah. like you know, I don't There's care who about it is. Growing up here, you get very angry. Yeah. I'm bad. I'm shitty to be around like, at the games. The worst the, part about it too is that I've noticed that people, when you're that guy, people are, that are like have no interest in the game start rooting against you exactly uh, and there so, was one of those guys there he was wearing a fucking redskins hat but he was rooting for the Rams. i do the same thing it's you when you see that guy you pick on that guy just oh, i don't care because i'm that guy so i'm like i don't yeah. give a shit i totally I'm understand only it. that guy when i'm at the game touche yeah when that I'm makes like sense because the energy at of the being game, at the game and the vibe and the, the alcohol but yeah. my dad always gets mad because he thinks i'm i just i can't really watch football uncritically and it's it sucks, but like I just like because I'm such a big Browns fan, I know when things aren't going well, and I'm just like, the fuck. Yeah, well, with with this, like, it was just one of those things that, um, to kind of describe the feeling, imagine taking like a scoop of pre workout for absolutely no reason at uh-huh. eight twenty at night. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you you just get jacked up and you get jitters. Like that's the feeling I legitimately get. When I think about the Browns playing in Sunday Night Football, like there's yeah. something about Browns football that just gets me fucking And just wired. the way that Sunday Night Football is presented on yeah. TV is a really cool thing. And, and the fact that obviously the Browns are something to actually talk about this year, whether it be good or bad, it's one of those things where that is an added factor to it. But like... I, I don't know. I, I've never had... There's two things that legitimately make me feel like super hyped up. I don't care what's going on in my life. I will watch it on my phone if I'm out and about or if I'm at home, I'm watching it on the couch no matter what. And it's Chelsea soccer and it's the Cleveland Browns football team. <laughs> I, feel I get... Ooh, I'm getting hot and heated right, just thinking about it. Honestly, I feel... Take your shirt off. No. I, he's turning Bibbin on. That's why he's getting uncomfortable. <laughs> so fucking the browns speaking then this is a perfect segue because i'm gonna do the the browns roundup um lost 20 to 13 to the los angeles rams just run the fucking ball on what a lot of people are saying are questionable play calls are at question here let me, wait um let me finish Hold the on. recap all right let me finish the recap but um we we came within seven points of beating a Super Bowl team, and 
We came within four yards. Yeah. God. And it, the the offense looked ugly again. Uh, Nick Chubb played really well, and Baker just still kind of looks lost in this offense. So, Bibbin, um, obviously you have some instant feedback. So well, yeah, because I was there. Yeah. Which was it was awesome game to be at. Side note, I kind of like bringing uh, beer back in from halftime. I like my cousin like bumped into me and I totally like spilled all over this guy in front of me and I felt terrible. I like that like, happens I, a lot. I immediately apologized and I think he looked back cause I was, my cousin Greg is fuck. He's six, five, uh-huh. like two eighty. Jesus. Big boy. It helped. Yeah. So like, this guy looked back and this guy was with his daughter like too. Bigger than E breezy. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's uh, breezy's got him on weight, but I yeah. think Greg would have him on, just on height by yeah. an inch. <laughs> But uh, but yeah, this guy looked back and he was just like, "It's all right." And I'm just, <laughs> I, I like apologize a couple times. But anyways, um, the one thing I have to say, everybody's being very critical of Freddie running a draw on fourth and nine. Okay, uh-huh. I understand where people are saying like, "Why the fuck are you running the ball on fourth and nine? A draw is ca- meant to ca- catch a team off guard when you think you're passing. What's fourth and nine? It's a passing down. So if if Chubb breaks that off and goes for 20 yards. Everybody's praising Freddie for how much mm-hmm. of a genius he is for running that, for having the balls run that play. And I but he but he doesn't. No. And now everybody's a no. fucking Monday. Qu- yes. No. Draw was with the draw. There was nine minutes left in the game. We were getting kind of desperate to score points at this point, and they went for it on fourth down, and he called us this draw. So all those factors being involved tell me like dude number one it's very questionable why the hell it's because they were in between punt and kick and their defense was playing so well so they went for it because they were comfortable with the field position they would give up and he calls a draw i just don't see i understand bibbin's perspective but i just and i want to hear spencer's but i just i don't understand from my perspective what factors caused him to call that play except for he didn't really know that it was fourth down i think so are you planning, claiming he didn't know it was fourth I'm down i'm planning he didn't i'm claiming he didn't really understand the situation he might there's have not no way you could ever ask freddie kitchens cuz he said after the game i shouldn't have called a draw like yeah looking back at it you're going to say that but at the same time like i said a draw is meant to get, catch the defense. Yeah, I've called hard. that on Madden before. Yeah, and it's and sometimes get what happens. You yeah. fucking break it off but for Madden, twenty yeah. yards. But but it's also could happen in real life too. But like you can't tell me you've never seen a draw break somebody break off a draw for like twenty yards when the defense playing is playing on pre-vent. fourth and nine. Yes, the last time it happened, I think was that anyone actually even called that play. I think was like two thousand and seven. No, and they I'm, said nobody ever, or maybe on Sunday night I saw it was. It's no one's ever called that. But that's that's the thing. No one's ever called that play well, before. I, at you know, I you know, or does like that make a genius? Exactly, Freddie's got balls. And he, but that's not the biggest thing. Like that didn't make or break the game. What made or break the, broke the game, which everyone is talking about and crucifying Freddie for is we have three timeouts. There's 40-plus seconds left on the clock. We just completed a pass. We're on f- the four-yard line. Dude, it was right below me too, man. And we go 
four snaps straight of empty backfield. When no, I think our Chubb line was... can't, can't block a goddamn soul. No, Chubb was not in the backfield. No, he was lined. They lined him out wide a lot. I well, think they really miss Higgins and Callaway right now. I think they miss Higgins more than anything. I think Banker definitely well, misses Freddie, him. But. Freddie said, too, I saw that he said he needs to be better at calling plays that's going to get the ball out of Baker's hands Yeah, but hands the thing fast. that you guys are failing to mention is that he's only highlighting the importance of that draw play because the question was based around the draw play. If it was any other play, he would have said the same thing. I shouldn't have called the play in that time because it didn't work. Yeah. If they're talking about the fourth he's down and goal, say, he's starting to he's, say it's what coach the media speak. wants to hear. Yeah, it's coach is, speak. Which is what I want my coach to do, but he just there's a difference between a guy who says the right things and he, him not holding his water in that game, which is what happened, scares me. And Baker being as dysfunctional as he is and Freddie showing signs of being overwhelmed, it's like, mm, I don't want to give up on him right now because I like Freddie and I like how he handles himself in the media and I think he's genuine. But it's like, dude, are you just really not that ready for this shit at all? Well, I think what also kind of hurt them was the acquisition of Odell Beckham Jr. Uh-huh. And obviously with the hype and the – that that comes with it and the added media scrutiny and everything like that but when you know you're obligated to get that man so many targets and obviously speaking the you know they're gonna you know draw double coverage and everything and and whatnot but you have as a head coach your job is to utilize the weapons at your quarterback's disposal as best as humanly possible and right now he's just simply not doing it like when you're fourth, fourth, or when you're first in goal and there's a zero blitz coming at you, I understand you have to get rid of the ball in like one second. I get it. So on first down and goal in that instance in the fourth quarter, that's fine. We were so easy but, to cover. They just had to guard us for a second and a half. Exactly. Yeah. But well, for Nick Chubb to not touch that ball down there at all when you're five yards away and he's averaging over five yards a carry in that game, I'm pretty sure at that time. It's like one of the more stressful things to see as a Browns fan because it's like, why are you abandoning what worked in the first half? It's like you're playing two completely different games when it's just the first and second half. Yeah, and that's what I don't get. Look at it the same way people yelled it. In the same token, they yelled at him not using Nick Chubb. They also yelled at Baker for not like everybody's saying that there's one play in the series that Odell Beckham's defender falls down. Yeah. Oh, right on. Yeah. Not even being looked at, and um, so everybody's saying that we're forcing it to him too much, which I saw. I think Baker's not playing from instinct, and he's playing from a place of like he's thinking about it too much. Yeah. And you could could see that. And I think Higgins takes a little bit of that off of him because he doesn't feel bad throwing the ball to Higgins. He feels bad throwing the ball to Ratley. He doesn't want to throw the ball to Ratley. He doesn't want to throw the ball to Harrison. He wants to throw it to Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham. And, and on this the new first, tight end. In the first drive, which is driving me nuts, and this is kind of firing me back up about it, but the first drive we have three out of five plays for penalties, and it's like 30 penalty yards in the first fucking drive. And it's like, dude, how you guys can't even – like you can't – you're not well coached enough, and that's what it comes down to. Is a lot of these mistakes, these like, um, we had two, uh, 
formation penalties where two people are in yeah legal at the same oh time. yeah illegal shifts yeah. and it's like dude come I mean, on that you come on you're absolutely That's right excusable the fucking um the four the four plays in empty when nick chubb's the best player on the football field in the night is inexcusable but our defense is really good yeah they are and it's and they came up with the big plays when we needed them to that's why the whole time i'm sitting next to my uncle and my cousin that's all i'm saying is i'm like all four starting dbs were out seven starters yeah seven starters on defense i think yeah kirksey was gone our our starting middle linebacker one of our captains on defense i mean it just shows goes to show that our defensive line soft I'm sorry. Who, Kirksey? Yeah. Yeah, but he's a ball. He played and he really covers good. He well. played really good against the Jets. Yeah. He covers he covers the tight end and running back real well. And sometimes mm-hmm. a you slot know, on occasion. What really irritated me, and did you guys notice that when we picked him off the second time? He we I feel like that could have honestly been a pick six, but Joe, Joe Schobert got, got up and way. got in his way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Schobert could have went for six two on his yeah. scoop and score yeah. if he would have cut in, but I mean, it is what it is. Like, like Ralph said there, our defense played amazing without, and like you said, without seven starters. And they were starters. getting shit kind of at will. Like, I don't know why the Rams didn't pass the ball more. Because they were honestly, like, that 15-yard out they were throwing was they all day us all day. Oh, and yeah. And we just picked one off. Well, it's because they just, because he threw it too high. Yeah. Yeah, well, and that was the only one that, the other one but was a the deflection. Whole night, our, we have like arguably the best D line in the league. We only got two sacks, and I mean, Jared Rams, Goff was throwing shit relatively in like rhythm all night. And but, that's what I'm just waiting to. Baker like pats the ball and moves out of the pocket every play. It's like, dude, you got to get some rhythm throws, man. Yeah, and that's one thing that Chris Collinsworth was saying too. He was like, you know, in one play specifically, he kept he rolled out to the right, uh-huh. and they. You know, did like you know how they have like the seven cameras People out there so they can Sean shift McVay, the perspective of it. Like intentionally was making him roll out. To yeah, his they were like you know th- they shifted the cameras out and they were like drawing on there. They were like this is a perfect pocket. Like there's no reason for him to have to do that. But Aaron Donald being lined up all the way on the left, you know, or Baker's left, his right. Him. Exactly. You're just trying to get the fuck away, which makes yeah. complete sense. Oh, I mean, there was but, a few times that, Don- I mean, Aaron Donald is just a freak of nature. Yeah. And so he's, was Miles. He's Miles, arguably, yeah. Does Miles get a sack for that strip that he had? No, is it's that a strip technically sack? a strip sack. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So he gets a sack for that. So he's got I mean, six that was a, yeah, that's a big play right there too. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I said, the defense made the plays offense just, but I, and it's still questionable if Greedy still, or Denzel are gonna play this week too. Yeah, I mean they're dealing with dude. I'm issues, gonna agree with fuck, Ralph. That's pussy shit. I agree with Ralph's statement from a couple weeks ago. We need to do whatever we can do to get Jalen Ramsey. I don't even think the Browns are on their radar anymore. No, I think they're asking price too high. Two first, first rounds is too yeah. much. Yeah, but they're not gonna get that. They're gonna yeah, they'll get one the in like of, a third or one in a second. They're like, yeah, they're like we're not letting him yeah. trade himself. He's a perennial all pro. Play, he played Thursday, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, but he's yeah. sick he well. now this week. Uh, dude, but there was a team that inquired about him and uh, supposedly asked if he could play two games in one week. <laughs> yeah. So really? yeah, so there's some team that that's out there, and I don't think he would all of a sudden be sick, even though there's people that say it's legitimate. And he just texted Doug Marone and Tom Coughlin was like, "I'm sick. I'm not coming into work this week. Basically, I'm not coming to practice." Yeah. And like you know, you hear about people trying to you know see if he could play two games, and then that happens, and it's just you know walks like a duck, talks like a duck. It's a duck. 
Yeah. I'd I think he'll to stay see. on the team and maybe get traded before he gets signed. I'd love to see Or either... they might just release him instead of signing his ass. Yeah. I'd love to see either Jalen Ramsey or, or Trent Williams get traded to Cleveland. Yeah, I want Trent Williams way more than I want Jalen Ramsey. Well, he's more he's more reasonable. He's in a holdout. Yeah. So he's just chilling. He hasn't Trent played. Trent Williams is the lineman from yeah. left tackle from Washington. I want him pretty bad. He's a huge dude. He's 6'8". Yeah, he's I feel massive. like we would have him already if they wanted to make that move. I don't know. I feel like he's in a holdout, so it's like more or less a contract situation. Because hey, he, he has injury history, and the Redskins have a, a history of overpaying players that mm-hmm. they, you know. They look terrible last So night. it, oh my God. They need to pull. I don't understand why Jay Gruden is so insistent on playing Keenum, but he needs to put Haskins in. Real I quick. think you ruined. Like he's trying not to ruin Haskins right now. Yeah. I think you're looking at the season. And you're just saying, do I throw Dwayne Haskins out there? And but is he going to so do any worse? Is he going to do any worse than Keenum is? Well, look at no. the rest of the league right now, man. I mean, you—they're going to get a high draft pick if they just keep playing Case Keenum. He, yeah. dude, he even said a quote last night. I know that I'm playing on borrowed time. I'm just here to enjoy the ride. Yeah, get your money, Keenum. That's what I'm saying. I mean, like, dude, he—he he played lights out when he at the perfect time in his career. Yeah, like truly, like and if there ever that was paper, a time. Boo-boo. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> like. And, you know, Teddy Bridgewater, you know, I love to see what's going on with him in New Orleans yeah, after is, that uh, shit yeah, in that's Minnesota. Where he's so, you know what? I, mean, I think he'll be a backup again unless yeah. he really, really balls. And, and, star- I mean, they played well this past Sunday yeah. against the Seahawks. And Sean it, Payton's just a good-ass coach. Dude. He is. People and if, really take that but shit But what grand. are you going to do? If Breeze is out six to eight weeks and Bridgewater goes, he's already won one game, so he that, one and 0 right now, so he – if he goes six and two, seven and one, are, yeah, but they love them. Yeah, some hill he down loves Taysom yeah. Hill. But is that? But are, if you're Sean Payton, are you gonna have a healthy breeze and be like, well, uh, what are you gonna do? No, you're not gonna Drew's ride the hot hand. Foremost. No, let's Drew's no. team first and foremost. I don't know. Yeah, Drew's coming. What are you back. doing? Are you are you high? Period. You're telling me right now if Teddy Bridgewater hey, plays period. well and leads them Drew seven and one over back. the next eight games, you don't even have a conversation about it. I think you have a conversation and maybe give him a half of a game, but at the same time, the the minute something that goes wrong or something happens that you don't like, he's getting yanked. Yeah, okay, we well, shortest have that, leash but in NFL history. I don't know, dude. I was coming for the championship in our fucking league if uh, Saquon Barkley didn't get hurt. And no, the $20 gonna, league? It's going to be fucking Dude, tough. Dude, my team's nasty. I destroyed McConnell this it's week. It's going to be tough. Yeah. Every team's good in that league, though. It's fucking crazy. Did you guys see, um, like, on NFL Twitter, I know you probably did that meme that's going around. You guys remember the NFL Play 60 commercial? Yeah. A couple yeah. years ago? You remember uh, that white kid <laughs> that's kid. throwing catch with Cam Newton? He's like, do you think I can grow up and be big and strong like an NFL quarterback and you take know, your job um, or something like that? Be your mom, become your mom's favorite player? Uh-huh. And then he's just sitting there and like, swarming up my arm. Yeah. Everyone's yeah. like, who knew this kid would grow up to be Kyle Allen? <laughs> yeah, Kyle, the guy who tossed three TDs this week and looked damn good. I was dying when I saw that shit. That's funny as hell. I knew Bivin was going to chuckle Dude, when he saw the, that. Uh, Bleacher Report, you know how they make those little cartoons gridiron gang and shit like that yeah, yeah dude they made a funny ass one today where it was like the like the set it was like the seven deadly sins of quarterbacks are all the qbs who have gotten hurt <laughs> and they have each one how it goes through and cam newton's is like i just wish they would treat me like every other quarterback <laughs> <laughs> and then andrew lux is like like uh gre- like i don't i forget but it was just hilarious because the the last thing is like 
Teddy Bridgewater is one of the detectives, and they see Drew Brees. Is Drew? They find Drew Brees, and he's like, "Oh, it's just, it's okay, guys. It's just a six-week injury. All you have to do is win three games. It's fine." Yeah, man, it's crazy, they dude. Won one without him. All yeah. the while, Tom Brady is looking younger and younger and doing better that and better. That shit's unreal, bro. I don't understand <sighs> it. He's just he's fucking built for dude. football. Dude, TB12. I mean, if you think about it, he's relatively had the same body type his entire career. I mm. He might – I mean, I'm sure he's gained a little bit of weight over the years, but he, he's been very lucky health-wise too. Yeah. Like he's never had that big injury. And they also like, – it's not We like, did one year. Yeah. Not like all those Super Bowl teams were all on him. It's mm-hmm. not like he's out there throwing 50 times a game. Like they've got a good defense this They're just year. They're so well Yeah, and Belichick is just – Somehow they have these three running backs that nobody gives a shit about. That all you can never tell which one's gonna get the most touches. I don't. Yeah, I think Belichick just does that to fuck with fantasy. Dude, they fan, people who play fantasy. No, football. it's just genius. Like you can never scheme for him because that dude plays everybody. Yeah, everybody on he that. He just fucking knows how to get plays. the most out of everyone. And that's what they demand. Like out of Patriots players, you have to play like three positions to like play there. It's fucking crazy, dude. It's just funny because they're they're like these guys are like nobody. Like it, it's just like they're like, hey, you, you can Rex run fast. Burkhead, Come on, Sony and Sony Michelle and James White. Yeah, and like you can play either one of the three, and you're gonna get like seven points out of them for your running back. But one yeah. of them's gonna get like twenty five. But you can never guess who's it, who's it's gonna be. Yeah, well, because they played the fucking Dolphins, and I had Sony, and I was so <laughs> pumped. And then, or they played the Jets, but I had Sony, and I was so juiced. And he Dude, fucking, he sat the entire second yeah, half, basically. He was a dud. He didn't play a consecutive snap the entire game. Like yeah. There was no two snaps back-to-back that he played. Mm-hmm. Bibbs, I hate to be a ball buster for you, what? but Brady has literally thrown damn near almost 50 times in the last like seven Super Bowls he's been in. Really? Yeah. Oh, he does well. carry that fucking yeah. team. He was, what, 27, then 48, 33, 48, well, 41, maybe that, maybe 50, 62 times in one Super Bowl. Okay, well, maybe. In, uh, That's a lot, man. Yeah, go pee. Yeah, <laughs> we, we'll talk about it. It's just insane to me because, like, he, with, you know, Tom Brady and everything, did you, um, oh, wait, I don't even know where I was going with this. I, I forget. We'll just wait till Ralphie comes back. This is the Living this is Room the Living Chronicles, Room Chronicles podcast. podcast. Andy's back. Oh, hey. It's amazing how quick the conversation died when you walked out of the room. But You guys um, want to stop talking about football and see if we can make Bibbin laugh with this video? Yeah, yeah. That's, what I, that's what I was All just right. about to can you Can to. you connect me up? Can you beam me up? Beam me up, Scotty. I was going to say Ralphie. Damn, that was talent as fuck. Bibbin, right. you ready, dude? You gotta come. Wait, Bibbs, close your eyes. Because you're gonna see the title of it and you can't see the title of it. Move the move um What's and his face's glove? Thanos. Alright, well here Bibbin, so here's some context for you, right? So this video is from from September twenty second, Bibbin. Okay, September twenty so second. Your goal is to try and guess exactly what this is gonna be about, okay? Okay, well so we're at th- a parade. Yes, this is in Ohio. Um, I'll find exactly where it's at when we exit the video thing, but it's at a I place called. Flip somebody off with this thing on. <laughs> it's at a place called Harrison Rally Days. Bibs Harrison Rally Days. It's the town's biggest event that brings community together one last time before the summer ends. Okay. Okay. So think of Twins Days, yeah. but they have a, they have a What's statue. Of, some hick town, Ohio. Yeah, 
It's a Harrison rally days. So Bibbs, watch this video. All right, so we got a nice parade. Bands walking by. Some Karen in her workout outfit. Walking down the sidewalk like they're following the parade. People get up and around. Okay. Guys looking at the monument. (laughs) 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 Somebody put a fucking dildo on the town's monument. (laughs) And nobody else noticed. (laughs) Nobody Just a casual, dude, just a fucking casual ass parade. Everybody's having a good time. And then this camera turns around. <laughs> Dick. In I mean, who, whoever did that. Oh, it's in Perrysburg. Perrysburg. Okay. So, so that's not that far. Dude, just funny is because they picked a perfect color because that blends right in. Yeah. Like somebody just passing by is not going to notice. And that's the thing. On the audio of the like the audio of the video, it says like, and here it is, you know, great, great parade, great parade, happy rally days or whatever. And it's like, does anyone any, does anyone notice Commodore Perry has a heart on? Dude, it's Dude, so funny. That's awesome. <laughs> Dude, that reminds me. That reminds like, me of at, Tom and I. What if that's in been there school? the whole time and nobody's just recognized till now? Like, are you guys ever noticed that uh, the guy who made the statue put a dick on him? Like, just shut up. Dude, like every town has that corny ass story where they said, like, oh, the, the statue used to face south and now it faces west. And no, dude, that's just somebody's grandpa said that shit, and now everybody believes it. Yeah, but, it's just funny because I guess like in Perrysburg, like that statue is like you know a big deal. Like a lot of people, if you go and visit, if you have family there, like a lot of people take pictures and whatnot by oh, it. And, Commodore Perry, is yeah, a named after you him, know, so. like it's just like how you know they have Twins Days kind of starts the 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 parade starts at the square, which is conveniently located by the house where the twins who founded Twinsburg lived, or apparently. Yeah. So it's just one of those things where it's kind of funny to me Aaron because. Yeah, because I saw that and I I died laughing myself and I was like, I know Bibbins is gonna chuckle when he Dude, sees that. That. Was, that was a good video. It reminds me of when um, Tom had uh, Tom was on a cruise and he found a dildo and he brought it back to high school. Like we were in high school at this point, he brought it to football practice with him and the the dildo literally had like bite marks and shit in it, like from sharks that like bit it while it was oh. in the ocean. <laughs> and, That's dude, funny. And fucking, um, he, bring, he bite marks. You should have seen Spencer's face when I said. I was bite like, marks. oh god. But we would just we would just pass it back and forth to each other's cars on uh, fucking. This sounds so bad, but stick because it had the suction cup. On yeah, the just stick it to so the windows. Stick and it shit. to other people's windows and shit. That's like, that too was funny for a f- whole football summer. Yeah, that's funny. Uh, at UPS, you always see some like the most random shit ever, and um. Being a supervisor in the Beachwood Center, I mean, the fact that there's an ambiance store in Beachwood, which is just a sex store, um, we get vibrators and dildos all the time that come down. And when boxes fall off the belt, which happens every day, you know, they explode open and the contents of which is inside the box spills out. And dude, you're not living until all of a sudden you like a box spills open and then you know when your phone or when something vibrates on a loud surface and it's just like that clicking 
you know what I mean? Like it's that loud clicking noise. Dude, imagine like 20 vibrators getting turned on because they fell out of the box and all got the switch hit and they're just fucking flapping everywhere and you get all over the building. I'm trying to run and grab them and pick them up. <laughs> oh, fuck, fuck, fuck. It's funny, dude. It's funny. It's worth the while. It's worth the, the headache sometime. So. That's ridiculous. Did you watch uh, this week's episode of Gemstones? No, not yet. Oh, dude. <laughs> not yet. The beginning part, there's like uh you know how he uh, got the van? Mm-hmm. So they're putting it in Kelvin's garage, and like it's like the middle of night, and Keith comes out, and they're all like, oh, God, it's disgusting. And he's like, what's going on? And, and then Kelvin's just like, Keith, buddy, uh, that shirt is not as long as you thought it was. <laughs> it's just like they like scroll down. It's yeah. just the tip of his dick. Hanging really, out. Yeah. yeah, I saw. I followed Danny McBride on uh, Instagram, Dude. and he was like, post and promos for it and someone in the comment section said am i going to be seeing full frontal male nudity this episode and he said for like 0.2 seconds it's funny dude Dude, it's such a good show people were like oh this is like uh it actually kind of got bad reviews really yeah when it first came out because people like they thought it was going to be funnier but it's a lot darker than people thought it was but i mean that's how vice principal was yeah i mean vice principles i guess was a little bit funnier but this is like it's that dark humor. It's funny. Yeah. What would I you love compare it. it to? What do you mean dark humor? It's like his vice principal show. It's like it's yeah. it's funny with like darker undertones can, of yeah, like revenge. Yeah, you can really only and, compare yeah. it to other Danny, Danny McBride shows, projects like, yeah. like Eastbound Down and uh, Vice Principals. Where you're like, oh, this guy's a shitty person. <laughs> I would say there's kind of like undertones of like this is the end where there's like that kind of – you know where there's religion in the background, and the you know the overall aspect of the project is based on religion, and I think they're just trying to show you how corrupt religion can be, and it's just being funny because it's just a comedic dark take on it, and um, people don't like when you go at religion like that. Like mm-hmm. people don't like when you go after something that they look at as being like. Oh, higher I'm than. sure that it's so like that's huge that's backlash. what I mean by like bad reviews. It's like you're getting like the Christian zealots who are like, no, like no, no, like you are trashing the good name of Christianity and shit like that. Uh, and they're trashing. And those. it's just like they're making fun of those that mega church idea of yeah. this family, like Joel Osteen. Yeah, like the 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 priest who's like, oh, you need to donate money so I can fly on a private jet because God told me that I need to deliver his message in the comforts of a $2.4 million. Like, you know what I mean? People like that. Like, that's who they're making fun of. Mm -hmm. And people just take religion way too fucking serious because it's 2019. Yeah. The people that are, like, clinging to it are protecting the shit out of it. Yeah. It actually kind of amazes me that I can scroll through the television and, like, on TBS and they still play episodes of Friends in Uh which there's, like, you wouldn't be able to play it in prime time. Tonight, yeah. like even this year. Seinfeld, dude. yeah. What parts of Friends? Like, even just because they look at them and they're like, they just compare them, guys being gay. Uh-huh. They look at them differently. They say, "Oh God, he's gay." Uh-huh. Like they look at it like negatively. Uh-huh. And it's like nowadays they would get trashed. They'd get canceled, yeah. thrown off the fucking network for it. And it's like, what? Yeah. Like if it's funny, it not. I don't want to say if it's funny because it can be offensive to some people. But like if it's not derogatorily said, uh-huh. don't take it derogatorily. Yeah. Like. If I'm cursing in a sentence and I'm talking to you, I'm not cursing at you. Yeah. I'm t- I'm cursing about the situation in which we're speaking. Mm-hmm. And that's what gets me so irritated with people nowadays. Yeah. It's cuz like, oh well, you got offended because of something that you misinterpreted. 
So, mm-hmm. yeah. Don't be butthurt, folks. Don't be 2019. We man. didn't introduce the show yet again, but uh, this is the Living Room Chronicles, guys. Um, we love you, and uh, don't get butthurt. Wait, let me. To this episode. I want to end on this. Um, J Ram's first at bat back, his first pitch, he smacked a grand slam. What? So the tribe's not out of it, baby. This is the Living Room Chronicles podcast. Where did we go after? Where did we go after?